Hello and welcome back to the Daily Royal, a podcast that covers the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we are talking about Thursday, January 7th and Friday, January 8th of 2021. Um, There still isn't a lot happening, so we'll see what next week brings. Um, As of right now, it kind of looks like Spain and Norway are kind of the only ones with in Sweden with daily engagements, so we'll see what happens. We may do every other day next week as well. Um, I am still working on some brainstorming things, but, um, you know, life is life and sometimes things get in the way and uh, that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. Life just is getting in the way. So we're working through it, but <laughs> um, hopefully on Sunday I'll have some time to um, brainstorm a little bit after work and then, um, Monday as well. And so when I record on Tuesday, the events covering, um, anything that may happen over the weekend, I don't expect anything to happen over the weekend. And Monday, um, at that point, I'll give you a better picture of where we're at. Um, there are just so many hours in a day and I'm filling them up. Um, I, yesterday, uh, you may have noticed the podcast, art has changed. Uh, so that was yesterday's project. Um, and I'm just going little by little and, um, not rebranding it by any means, but just updating things to be a little more, um, professional, I think, I hope we'll see if that's how it's playing out. That's how I want it to look. Um, but I'm not sure it is. So those are like my brief announcements for the day. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, again, I say if you're in the States, I hope you're you're really doing well. I know it's been a challenging week to say the least. Um, and while I would love to say it seems like that might stop, I'm not convinced of that. So um, we'll, we'll see how the rest of the next couple weeks play out. Um, but you know, keep, keep going and feeling good and all of those good things. So with that, we are going to jump right in um, and start talking about Belgium. In Belgium, it was truly a, another series of quiet days. Um, there were, sorry, my dog jumped on, jumped on my iPad and I lost my page. <sighs> okay, it's back. So on Thursday, uh, King Philippe held three audiences, um, which we'll get to in a minute. So we'll, we'll talk about the audiences and then we'll kind of talk about perception. Um, so King Philippe started his day Uh, by meeting with the Dean of the Diplomatic Corps in an audience um, for the occasion of the New Year. So Belgium is another country that holds a lot of um, New Year receptions. Um, Denmark does as well as the Netherlands. Um, And Belgium typically has like three to four, the government, the diplomats, uh, NATO, because that's housed in Brussels and perhaps the EU because that's also housed in Brussels, um, which is in Belgium. And so typically those 
all happen um, within the first couple of weeks of January. I know I definitely talked about them last year, which I do want to say, um, I'm not going to make a huge deal out of it. I'm personally having a big day because of it, but um, today is the one year anniversary of this podcast. So happy one year to me and the Daily Royal of doing this. Um, it's been a chaotic year to say the least. <laughs> um, obviously, when I started this in 2020, I never would have thought that this is the way it would have ended up. Um, but here we are. So happy one year to this podcast. Um, thank you very much if you've been sticking around since the beginning. Um, you're awesome. And thank you so much. This has been just a wild ride. <laughs> also, just 2020 has been a wild ride. So, okay. Um, so last year, I did talk about these receptions. Um, I think I covered like three of them. And I do think there was one right before I started. Um, and also, I didn't really know where to find a lot of these things when I first started. So anyway, um, the thing is, we're living in the middle of a global pandemic. So receptions and stuff like this don't happen. Um, they can't, obviously. So this was kind of, I think, the compromise for the Diplomatic Corps reception um, is to meet with the Dean of the Diplomatic Corps, who is also a, I believe, a bishop of the Catholic Church or an archbishop. I don't really understand the Catholic Church hierarchy, um, but he's not a cardinal, so he doesn't, he's not that far up, but he's, he's something. I, I don't understand it, unfortunately. Um, so that was the first set of audience, the first audience. And then also on Thursday, he held audiences with the leaders of the Belgian House of Representatives. Or I think it's called the Chamber. Sorry, I'm an American and we have the House of Representatives. Um, but the Belgian Chamber of Representatives, as well as the chairwoman for the Senate or head of the Senate, I don't completely know what their titles are. Um, and so they were meeting. I this is something that I've kind of noticed. It started before 2021. Uh, King Philippe spent the last couple weeks in December meeting with government officials. Um, so I'm not really sure why. Uh, perhaps it's in place of a New Year's reception for the government officials. I don't really know. Um, but this is what happened instead. So I did notice that this was getting a little bit of public backlash, um, not, and not complete backlash, but um, at least public discussion on it seems as though Belgians are being encouraged to work from home unless absolutely necessary to not. And obviously King Philippe holding audiences in person um, would be a diversion from that general rule. Um, I'm not 100% sure of any of this, but I did notice it on Twitter kind of making some news, definitely not a lot, but some. Um, however, it's 2021. I'm kind of turning over a leaf about judging other people's decisions in terms of COVID protocol. Um, all I can do is make my own decisions. I can't, especially here. Um, I can't, I definitely can't control or 
really think I should have any say over what happens in another person's country. Um, does it frustrate me to no end? Yes. Am I learning from past mistakes and choosing not to get bent out of shape completely? Yes. Um, and I'm really sorry if that seems hypocritical. It honestly kind of is. Um, but I've learned that I, as an American, <laughs> who really, like, I may be doing everything correct, and I, I'm not, but, like, I try. Um, I really, though, am from a country that gets no say in what anyone else is doing. So, I'm learning. I'm taking deep breaths. I'm trying not to let this affect anything. Um, in the same way I have let other people's mistakes affect me in the past. So, we're moving through it. Um, so, with that, we are going to go ahead and move on now to the British royal family. the UK, there haven't been many public facing events um, by any means. Um, however, there has been some action on the court circular. Um, and so on, on Thursday, uh, Queen Elizabeth and Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, held their weekly audience via telephone. And this is really just a time for the Prime Minister to share news about the government um, with the Queen so she can be completely up to date with what is happening. Um, so that, of course, happens. It happens every Wednesday. I think there is like a break for the holidays, um, but for the most part, every Wednesday without fail. Um, in pre-COVID times, this happened before uh, this happened in person, but one, the Queen is on the road to turning 95, and uh, two, Boris Johnson should not be coming anywhere near the Queen. So, because I'm sure he's not being a perfect little English person around COVID. So, that's what was going on in the court circular yesterday. Um, today, the only thing on the court circular is that the Prince of Wales held a meeting with the President of the French Republic, or of France, um, via telephone. And of course, the President of France is Emmanuel Macron, um, who is also just recovering from COVID. He had COVID around Christmas, I think. Um, and so there's no talk about what their discussion was on or anything like that, but just a, a phone conversation. Um, and so that's really all that was going on in the UK. Sometimes I don't give singular events their own little segment, um, but because <laughs> we haven't talked about them yet really this year, um, it felt like, okay, this is, you know, timely and we can talk about it. Um, and I, I do kind of expect maybe some pickup next week, but again, everything over video because the UK is in lockdown through at least the rest of January. 
Um, and so that's really what's going on there. Um, and so with that, we are going to go ahead and move on now to Denmark. In Denmark, things are still extremely quiet. Um, there is nothing on the calendar as of my last check, which was this morning, uh, for the foreseeable future, which is devastating. Um, I don't know. It, and I say it's devastating because, like, I don't expect them to start quickly by any means. Um, it's just they had perhaps the lightest year of their entire monarchy last year and it just felt like it was one event a week which is truly what it about averaged to uh, per person was one a week and I don't know it's just a weird like I felt like before I started this podcast I saw them all the time and then I started this and Frederick and Mary and their four children were in Switzerland for some kid. The kids um, took a term at international at an international school in Switzerland, um, and so like things were really light there. And then COVID happened. It was just like they were almost invisible all year. And I don't feel like that has ever been the case, even in just like my peripheral watching. Um, and this year, like, or in this past year it was, and it seems like maybe 2021 is going to be the same thing. Um, I'm not, I'm hopeful that it's not, but it's starting out that way at least. Um, so we'll see what, like, next week brings and stuff like that. Maybe truly there is just, like, an extended vacation and nothing's been updated on the calendar. Like, I don't know. Um, because last year was such an anomaly in and of itself. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Um... But anyway, that is kind of the deal on, like, their scheduled engagements and stuff like that. However, today um, is the 10th birthday of Prince Vincent and Princess Josephine, um, who are the twins of Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary. They're their youngest. Um, and so today they, as is the Danish royal household fashion, uh, released several new photographs. I think it was like seven or something. Um, yeah, it was. So it was three of the two of them together because, you know, they're twins and of course, but also, um, two of each of them separately, which is amazing. Um, and then also this year, I guess maybe because they're 10, uh, they got their own royal monograms. So those were really cool, um, with their release. Um, I found, I don't know, it was just, like, really interesting. I knew there would be pictures, um, and when the pictures came out this morning, I was, it was, like, 1 a.m. Eastern time in the U.S., and so I was still awake, unfortunately, for me, um, 
but it was just the ones released at that time were just of the two of them. So I took it and I used it to post on um, social media. And then, of course, this morning I woke up and there were, you know, four new photos plus the monogram. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Well, those were fun, fun additions. But um, I don't know. It was just a really cute little thing. I was, I think, just because I knew there would at least be some photos today. It was, like, a really exciting day. Um, and, yeah, that I mean, that's, that's what was going on in Denmark. It's really the only thing that has happened in Denmark, the only thing that is on the calendar for Denmark for January, um, that I'll talk about at least. And, well, really just in general, but for sure that I'll talk about. So with that, um, we are going to go ahead now and move on to the Netherlands. Alright, in the Netherlands, there was one event for the past couple of days, um, and this was on Thursday. Uh, King Willem Alexander participated in a digital working visit with teachers and parents um, about... So I didn't really know this. Um, I didn't see it reported anywhere. I also kind of stopped paying a lot of attention to the Netherlands, especially in December, um, just to... I don't know, mentally recover, I guess. Um, but in mid-December, the Dutch schools went back to online e-learning. Um, and so this has been a conversation um, just about education and the way things have changed in terms of teaching over the internet and teaching online um, and also for parents you know having to be I don't really know if it's primary educator I, I don't have children um, I don't I've never I haven't experienced this e-learning other than like uh, finishing <laughs> uh, my cousin's math last year uh, because it was easier that way, but, um, like, that's, I don't really understand how it all works. I, I know it's stressful. Um, I know that it's complicated. I know people send their children to school for a reason, um, and that is mostly because most parents don't feel equipped to teach their own children. Now, if you are a teacher and you have children, I'm sure it's a little bit different, but for the most part, like, most parents are not teachers. A lot are, but most are not. Um, and so they were just talking with Willem Alexander about the restraints of at-home learning, uh, pros and cons, etc. Um, really in just a conversational way about the <laughs> cost um, that this is having on children. And so, of course, you know, I personally am a middle-class human. Um, 
my family is all for the most part middle class um and at home learning was you know pretty easy and accessible but there is of course the fact that it isn't for a lot of people um you know i again am from the states where a lot of things infrastructure wise for e-learning are not <laughs> great but i don't know that any country in the world was prepared for sending all of its children home to learn that way um and so i can without a doubt say children are falling through the cracks in every single country and every single educational system if you're not in school in a physical building of course you're going to fall someone is going to fall through the cracks um and so i think it was a conversation about that um and just kind of all of the challenges but also if there are any benefits you know what those are and having those conversations um safety is of course a huge benefit like being safe from covid um you know all of all of that so it was an interesting thing um but that is what was going on and then there was nothing on his calendar released today um and then their calendar is blank but again it's been blank but there are these pop-up events every now and then so i expect to see those next week as well um but with that we are gonna leave the netherlands and move on now to norway <laughs> is officially completely back to work um so there was an unannounced event on wednesday that we saw and then their regular calendar resumed on the 7th so that was awesome and on thursday um we're gonna start the way i typically do this and we haven't really had examples of this yet um is i always go in order of precedence so king queen first heirs and then in the case of the british royal family um, I talk about Will and Kate kind of last. Um, and then in the case of like almost every other country, the, the king and queen are kind of it. But, um, you know, if Denmark were to talk, it would be Queen Margrethe, if they all had events, Queen Margrethe, Crown Prince Frederick, Crown Princess Mary. Um, and I don't talk about the kids in Denmark or really anything unless it's a birthday or an event they're at with their parents. That's it. Um, so, we'll start with King Harald on Thursday, where he held a military audience. He met with a, I think it was a vice admiral, um, so that they don't re ever report on the um, conversation that happened. Sometimes it's to um, have a conversation, sometimes it's to deliver a military order, different things, um, different reasons, but nothing is ever specified. So that was the first thing. And then next is Crown Prince Akun uh, attended the NHO conference, which is an annual conference hosted by the Confederation of Norwegian Business and Industry um, that focuses all about business development in Norway. Um, of course, this year is a little bit different than it was held last year. Um, I even kind of remember talking about it last year. It was held in person, of course, because it was pre-COVID. Um, but 
this year it was held digitally with only a few people participating in person and Crown Prince Akun participated via, uh, I can't remember now whether it was from his iPad or his computer. Um, let me take a quick peek because I'm pretty sure I have that picture saved. Let me look here very quickly. Okay, it is from his computer. Um, I really thought it was from his iPad. He is by far one of the like techiest royals. Um, so it's always fun for me as like a person who enjoys technology to figure out what technology he's using um, just because he is an Apple fanboy and you can tell. <laughs> um, so he, there's a picture released of him looking at his computer with a notebook in his hand. Um, and I think on the screen is the prime minister of Norway. Um, but I'm not completely sure. I've seen her face a lot this week, but I think that's who that is. Um, so that was Thursday's events and then we'll move into Friday. Um, so the first event is that King Harald, together with Crown Prince Akun, held an audience with the Prime Minister of Norway, um, and this is before the Council of State meeting. So a Council of State meeting is basically where I think all the ministers come together. Uh, this year has been, or last year, it had been done several different ways, in person, completely via the phone, or a hybrid combination, um, and I they don't ever release completely how it's done. Um, but a council of state meeting is where the king, the prime minister, and all of, like, the heads of different, uh, ministries, so health, agriculture, etc., um, all come together to talk about the events of the government every week. Um, and so this was, I believe, the first of 2021, and both King Harald and Crown Prince Akun attended. It's pretty normal for them both to attend. Sometimes King Harald will attend on his own, um, but for the most part, at least for the past year, Akun has been on the call or been there in person as well. Um, of course, a lot of last year he was serving as regent, um, but it's just a additional person uh, who's learning to be king and also just to have in the room. So, that is what was going on on Friday. Council of States happen almost every Friday. Sometimes I talk about them, sometimes I don't. It depends on if there's things before or after. Um, but because this was thrown into a two-day, plus also being the first one of the year, I wanted to talk about it a little bit more. So, that's all that was going on in Norway. And now we are going to end our day in Spain. So, let's go over there now. And we are finishing today in Spain, um, where there was nothing on Thursday, so it was a pretty easy start into the week uh, for the Spanish royal family with just the event on Wednesday. And then today, uh, King Felipe held military audiences at the Royal Palace in Madrid. Um, I do want to talk about, because I've seen it on Instagram a ton, um, is that 
I think this is the first time in like 12 years that it's snowed in Madrid and people in Madrid are going crazy. They love it. And it's so fun to see all these pictures. Like I have a picture on my phone. Um, it was previously of the Royal Palace of Madrid and it still is, but now there's snow on the ground and it's just so beautiful. Um, and people are just like taking pictures of it because you don't see snow in Madrid hardly ever. Um, and then I follow someone else on Instagram who has like a patio on their flat in Madrid and it's just covered in snow. It was just really fun. Um, but also it's a huge safety thing if you don't get, if you get snow, you know, once every 12 years. Um, so I was, I'm not gonna lie, I mean, I trusted that King Felipe would be able to hold this engagement, but I was a little concerned about it. Um, just because I wasn't sure how much of Spain would shut down with all the snow. Um, but it was really cool to just like watch, uh, Madrilinos go crazy for their snow. Um, I don't know, I get snow every winter. It's a nuisance to me. Um, I hate snow. I would love it if I saw it every 12 years, um, but I see it every year, multiple times a year. Um, where I live, it's already snowed like three or four times. Um, the only time I enjoyed it was on Christmas. It was a white Christmas. It was beautiful. Um, but that's really it. <laughs> Like, I don't like snow, but it's really fun to watch people experience snow who get to see it so rarely. Um, so that has been kind of a fun thing throughout the past couple of days. Um, but anyway, Felipe held these military audiences at the Royal Palace. Um, so first he met with a group of generals and admirals. Um, they never really... They do, but I don't ever understand what the conversations are about or like what the focus is on, especially with the generals and admirals, um, because that is so much more mission focused um, in terms of like keeping people safe. Um, so I don't ever understand it enough um, to get into those and those happen, you know, once a quarter, once every month sometimes, um, but for the most part, like once every three months, it's pretty common to have these military audiences where Felipe will wear one of the many military uniforms he has today. I think he was in the Air Force uniform. Um, yeah, I'm like 98% sure. Uh, my goal this year, it's a really weird goal, but one of my goals this year is to learn all of the different Spanish military uniforms. I don't know why, but it's entertaining to me, I guess. Um, so that was the first one, was just a meeting with group with generals and admirals. And then next he met with representatives of the Commission of the Euro Defense Spain Association, uh, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary. So they met, they chatted, about the association congratulations on 25 years and that was it um next week they've already released their calendar they release their calendars every friday um their calendar has been released and it is a busy week um like i think there's something every day so it'll be an interesting week to watch um and for those who don't know one of my favorite events is happening next week, too. So that'll be exciting for me. Um, although, 
I don't think what I hope to happen will be able to happen quite yet. Anyway, uh, there's a little teaser for something that I think is a week away. So I am going to end this podcast here. There were no events in Sweden today, although it does look like perhaps they will return to work potentially on Monday. So we'll see how that goes. Um, But for now, I will talk to you all on Tuesday in our next episode of The Daily Royal. Uh, Thanks so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Bye.